As you might have guessed from the title of this episode, we are going to talk about sex today. More specifically, my experience, my story, my journey. And this is a must listen for other heterosexual males, but it will also be beneficial for women and gay men as well. Hearing different perspectives has always helped me, no matter how different or similar we are. This might be TMI for some of you, but that's probably even more reason to listen because you're going to be learning something new, hearing something that gets you uncomfortable, which is always good. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. I've been getting more and more messages from people saying that their paradigms have been shifting listening to this podcast. If this is you, please make sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps the show get noticed and recommended in the algorithm. It would mean the world if you left a review. Plus, it makes the world a better place. Thank you so much. All right, y'all. Cue the intro and let's go. Welcome to the Feeling Free Podcast. My name is Ben Harris, also known as the Fear Guy. My job is to help you feel more free in your life with love and relationships, self-worth, and much more. I'm happy you're here. I love you. I believe in you. Let's break free from fear together. We are going to talk about something not a lot of guys talk about, especially straight males in an open forum like this. But this keeps coming up for me to speak on. So let's give it a go. Sex, vulnerability, intimacy, communication. This is going to be interesting. (laughs) All right, let's go. Let's get into it. All righty. So first up, as we begin this journey... (laughs) Um, about sex, sex, vulnerability, intimacy, communication within relationships. It could be a one night stand. It could be a long-term relationship. If you're listening to me, it's more than likely that you want to have meaningful sex and meaningful relationships, meaningful romance, partnerships. It's not just something to you. It it means a lot to you. Um, Actually, side note before we get into this, I'm currently in a tent in Hawaii. So if you hear roosters... If you hear rain, (laughs) that is why. So I'm recording in a tent. If you're watching this, you can see like the tent behind me. Just a side note so you know um, where I'm at, what I'm doing. Um, But I, for this topic, this has been on my mind for a while. And actually what inspired this to talk about this is I had, um, I guess, just the regular person would call it like a sex toy company. Um, they're, they're trying to redefine it, reframe it as something more than that instead of just sex toys and not, not, there's nothing wrong with that either, but to go beyond like typically what it's for, like going into actual intimacy with it, um, normalizing pleasure, all those things. But they reached out to me and I really liked their message and they're like, Hey, can we send you product? And I was like, what? (laughs) I was like, send product to me. Um, I was like, you know, I don't have a partner and I'm not sure about male sex toys, but um, I guess what they were going to send it to me was partner friendly for male and female. And it made me nervous. And that's part of why I'm even talking about this with you guys is one, it makes me nervous. And that's why we need to talk about it is just admitting that it makes us nervous and uncomfortable and then talking about it. Um and so that's why I'm doing it. But it was inspired by them because I was like, okay, I'll do like an unboxing. I'll feature your product. Um, and then we'll do the thing. But they never sent the product. So 
I'm doing this now because it keeps coming up. It keeps coming up in my frame of mind to talk about. Um, partially because I'm about to do a men's program in all of, for 2021 and applications are open, FYI. So that link is in the description. It's in the show notes where you can, if you're a man or if you have an important man in your life that you really want them to embrace vulnerability, emotions, embrace their masculinity and femininity, overcome their fears and really become the dope dude that they are, um, use the link in the description in the show notes so you can find out more and then have them apply because I am super, super stoked for it. Um, but I just want to normalize this. So that's why I'm doing this. But anyway, um, you know, these, these experiences from our past traumas, our hurt can keep us away from doing what we're about to do together right now. And I'm going to talk about my experiences in this area. Although I want to make this clear that I'm not an expert, like a sex a sex expert or a sex expert on like relationships. Um, I do coaching with that, but it's more on the individual. But this is how conversations start um, with regular people, regular men opening up and talking about it. So that's exactly what this is. Um, and I do know something about fear, and that's usually the block between great sex and deep intimacy. So I'm going to tell you a few different stories. Um, one that well, they have been impactful for me on my sexual journey. So the first one, and this one makes me the most uncomfortable <laughs> to tell you, so that's why I'm going to do it first, knock it out and get it out of the way, um, is that I have never, this going back to the 10th grade, I've never masturbated before the 10th grade. Um, and there is some shame along this area because I feel like I was a late bloomer. Um, but even just talking about it right now, I'm sweating because it's hot and humid in the tent but beyond this it feels good it feels freeing to even just mention this on a recorded episode for the world to hear but the story is i remember in 10th grade and this is just something that high school guys do i guess is inspired by i'm not sure if you guys are seinfeld fans but seinfeld there's an episode about um shoot what do they call it is like it's a competition about with jerry elaine george and kramer uh, what is it? Oh, it's called like they're uh, making jokes about being the master of their domain. And so they started a competition. I remember I can still remember myself sitting there at lunch and we started to have this conversation about who could last the longest without masturbating. And I can't remember if I knew what they were talking about, but I just know I had never like intentionally done it. <laughs> and the funny thing is, this is what this conversation is what started it for me, like doing it for my first time, my interest in it. So Nate, so it goes without saying I was out of the competition pretty quickly. <laughs> um, but it started my interest in my journey. Uh, and of course the journey goes back before this, but this is a, a pivotal point is a competition in high school between friends. And it's kind of funny, but I know these different things happen. And so I want to talk about it openly and it's important to know my background of growing up in the Mormon religion. So I grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah. And I don't think I ever knew what masturbation was until then. I don't think. Like, I don't remember it very like vividly or specifically knowing. And I knew certain things, like, felt good. But I don't think I knew what it was. Like, I knew sex before marriage was bad. But I don't ever remember talking about it. Like, I remember talking about sex, but not masturbation. Maybe I did, but I don't remember. And, like maybe my friends were joking about it and I just didn't get it. 
uh, for sure didn't talk about it with my family, for sure didn't talk about it within religion. And what again, I'm going to keep echoing this because I want to start normalizing these conversations to bring up with our friends, with our family, in our religions, with ourselves, in our journals, um, whoever the hell, therapy. Because uh, these things, like sex is such a normal part of life. Masturbation is a normal part of life. Intimacy, deep connection, creation. Like that's what sex is, is creation. It's not a bad thing. And... Um, that might be the main message is like sex isn't bad. Like if I could tell little Ben one thing, that might be it is that sex isn't bad. Uh, masturbation isn't bad. Porn isn't even bad. It's getting like addicted to those things or using those for a hurtful or detrimental reason is when they turn quote unquote bad. Um, like it's not just cut and dry, like never do this and never touch yourself. Like, like save this for marriage and I know a lot of you will have morals and religions that align with that and that's awesome but like we are sexual creatures we are physical creatures and just talking about this openly like I hope you receive my point of view and I am I'd lo- I always receive your point of view um, and that's why this journey has been so beneficial to me is because I've been open mostly to learn new things so that's story number one is um, just the whole masturbation thing. And for some reason, like when guys talk about this, like maybe I can only speak for myself is that it feels like uncomfortable and shameful partially because maybe I was a late bloomer. Um, and it just is weird. I don't know society. So story number two is losing my virginity and being terrified because going back to my upbringing, like my religious upbringing, um, I remember, so losing my virginity, uh, I've been dating this girl, um, in high school for, we dated for a year and a half, maybe at least, at least a year. And, you know, months in, like, as you do, like any normal human beings, as you get closer and closer, you get more intimate. Um, you start to do all the things as curious kids do (laughs) curious humans. And, I remember being so scared of like just like any penetration, any touching <laughs> of like anything and feeling so guilty about it. And I remember making excuses like, no, I didn't lose my virginity because like we didn't like have sex sex, like uh, meaning like she didn't orgasm. I didn't orgasm. But we were just kind of like sticking it in, taking it out and just like being really nervous. And <clears throat> again, I think an important thing is to embrace the process of this messiness. Like it's not going to look perfect. Like these funny stories are going to happen. So if you have these or you have, I know, trust me, I've heard some things from clients, from friends. Um, there's a lot more. I don't want to use crazy stories is the right word. Not crazy. Um, but you know what I mean as far as just unusual stories. And like some people have um, abusive, traumatizing experiences for the first sexual experience, which makes it tough for people growing up um, having, you know, future relationships. And so, again, that's why I'm telling this is just to like make this normal. And if you can relate on some level, I hope it just releases some type of fear and shame and guilt. Um, but I remember 
just feeling so guilty. And um, there's even another story about, so after like losing the virginity, um, I think this might have been the second girl I, I had sex with. And I, it had been a while <clears throat> from my high school girlfriend. And I'm, I was in my own apartment with a friend. Um, and so like, I was all excited. And I remember I met this girl at a tent, but uh, I won't say, no, I think it's general enough. <laughs> I'm not going to say any names, of course, but I remember, eh, whatever. But like, um, so I met this girl and we clicked. I mean, she was super attractive. Like I was like very, very physically attracted to her. Um, and I was actually like, I made a move on her, which was different for me being, um, I didn't like most of my friends were dudes growing up. Like, of course I had female friends, but I didn't really date a lot of women and I was, was kind of nervous, but I made a move. Like I asked her out and I remember I was super proud of myself. I was like, Oh, can't wish she goes out with me, you know? And so I think on the second time we hung out, we ended up going back to my apartment, start making out. And then we actually had like sex and all right <laughs> this makes me uncomfortable and talk about but that's the whole point of this so we end up having sex and I remember oh man like so we cuddle for a little bit or whatever and then I end up taking her home after the date like she didn't sleep over or anything and I remember I drop her off at her car and <laughs> when she's getting out of my car, I just like apologized profusely. Um, and I told her like, this wasn't me. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I did this. I feel like I used you. Um, you know, even though it was very, um, it was very con consensual. Is that the word? She, yeah, consensual. And I just felt so guilty. I was like, this is only our second date. Like we're not in a relationship. And so I still had this religious guilt over me of having sexual experiences like outside of a um, marriage or a serious relationship. And just I felt like I was using her. And she was like, she was totally cool. It freaked her out. <laughs> it freaked her out for sure. But she was very cool about it. She like understood. And she's like, Ben, it's okay. All the things like I don't like I like you. Like I wanted to do that, um, but just like my programming and conditioning uh, made me feel really guilty. And like, again, this is why we need to talk about this is releasing the shame and guilt and just understanding that we are sexual beings. You have consent. We are going to experiment. We are going to experience. You're going to feel all types of things and that is okay. Like you're going to feel sexual. You're going to feel attracted. You're going to feel guilty sometimes. You're going to feel confused um, so to, yeah. All right. So story number three, I think this, yeah, it's the story number three is a girlfriend, um, a long-term ter girlfriend I dated. Hopefully, I don't know. I won't say how long cause I don't want to get her. <laughs> um, asking, asking about, um, like a prostate massage or butt play with me specifically. Um, because at this time, I didn't know, but she was telling me that the male, um, like this isn't just like a gay, you know, straight thing, 
but that males it feels really good to have like your prostate massaged um and you know utilize the butt <laughs> um even with male and uh female relationships and i remember her bringing that up and i was like terrified i was like no way woman are you going near my butthole <laughs> like that is like no way i'm just no it was just like a hard no i was not open to it so i was definitely against it uh, but fast forward a few years and i'm open to it now um and so why i tell you this story is the importance of being open so it might not be your thing at the time of when a partner um, or someone or just anyone expresses what they want or what they're curious about what they want to experiment with um, it might not be your thing but you don't want to be judged right like if you were to say something hey I want to try this would you be interested in this and so looking back I would have been more open to it especially I could have been firm in like hey like I really don't want to do that but so I'm not upset with that but changing my response to her as far as um, just completely like shutting down from that and feeling like that's going to uh, de demasculate emas demasculate is that the word I'm looking for but yet like make me less of a man for trying that um, and question my sexuality <clears throat> um, and like yeah it might not be your thing but just ask like why not um, be curious when your partner or anyone comes to you just listen and say okay I don't understand but please tell me more I'm I'm open I might not like right now I'm closed off to this, but I'm interested in learning more. Can you please tell me more like and ask, why are you interested in it? Where, where did you learn this? Uh, again, just being open and curious with them instead of immediately shutting them down. Because what that does when you shut your partner down is it creates um, an experience for them where they want to be shut, shut off now. Like they're not going to say what they want or what they want, like what they desire, because they are now in fear of disappointing you or making you uncomfortable uh, or like getting rejected. So it's really important that you listen curiously and openly and you can still, you know, say, no, I don't want to do that. But listen to them, ask why, and then, you know, they can listen to you for your reasons, not as well. All right. So like I mentioned in the beginning of this episode is... I have a new program for men coming up. It's a year long. It's called Master Your Fear and Masculinity. And seriously, I'm super, 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 super stoked for this because it's a year long. And oh, like you guys, it is so good. Um, so it's a year long. This is for the men who are ready to decondition from a lifetime of programming of what I'm of what a man is supposed to be if you are avoiding difficult conversations and relationships and they just hope that they you they fix themselves i know that's a big thing for men or f for men i know a lot of the time we joke um when it's a serious situation we just joke about everything if you are insecure in your job or relationship if you feel like you've lost your voice your identity or direction you're searching for meaning beyond a profession or a paycheck you're uncomfortable asking for help and you're trying to do it all on your own you are lacking intimacy and think emotions are a weakness so all of these different reasons these are for you so whether you are a man or you know you have an important man in your life um, you can apply so the link is in the description um, go check it out like send this to someone important in your life 
or if you're a man, I would love to see you. So if you feel called, now's the time. We need to rise up into the into the men that the world needs and is calling for. So go to the link in my description in the show notes. You can DM me on Instagram if you have any questions as well. Boom. Okay. And number four, story number four, this story I think will be the, I don't want to say most beneficial because maybe the stories I've already told have been the most beneficial. But for me, I feel like this is what I was inspired by um, originally with this topic. And and why I say it was going to be the most beneficial is because for men in pleasing their partner sexually, because as men, we do want to please our partner sexually. We have there's a big thing about performance and achievement and feeling like we're a man. And but the ironic thing is, is that not a lot of um, straight men, at least that I know, and at least from my experiences that I'm about to tell you tell you about fear asking and when i say asking i mean literally just asking these couple questions one how do you orgasm two what do you like and three what do you want literally just asking those few questions because i have been in different relationships where i've asked the question how do you orgasm like do you prefer vaginal do you prefer do you prefer just like with the clitoris like what do you prefer and women have told me right after that is that they've never been asked that before. And it could be just the type of relationships I'm in, the women I'm attracting. But it's a trend, so I assume that that's not... I know it's not the case for all women, but I'm pretty sure there's a trend there. Um, and what the trend is, one, men asking, um, and then also women asking. But like why I was inspired with this is like, wow, like I can't believe that women are getting asked this more especially as a man that we want to please like we want to be a man and like please the woman um and it's not just men like some women are comfortable asking for what they want but i want to normalize that more too is the whole why i'm bringing this point up is women it's okay to ask for what you want like um there he's not going to think you're a slut or whore um hopefully not and if if he does Hopefully he's willing to learn and under learn from you. And if he's not willing to do that, he's not the dude for you. I'm just going to give you that straight up. Um, like if he's not willing to learn and adapt and listen and get close to you and connect with you, there's a deep issue there. And to the men, yo, men, <laughs> we need to rise up. Um, Cause if you enjoy like sex and intimacy as much as I do and connection and relationship, this is a big part of it. I'm just like asking. So I'm challenging all the men out there. You could be in a long-term relationship. I know that's probably more likely that you're already having these discussions. Uh, but in a new type of relationship or relationships, just ask. Like women are going to be incredibly surprised with you, at least from my experience. They're going to be surprised with you that you're asking these questions, um, that you're interested in them. Uh, and then two, it's of course going to be a more pleasurable experience um, if you can get feedback of like what do you prefer um <laughs> like yeah oh and also i want to say men ask for you for what you want to this is me um i'm definitely pretty obsessed about like giving and pleasing um for sure and but 
I can work on asking and receiving because the receiving is difficult. Well, receiving in a, I don't know how to put this because I know some men, like women might say like, oh, men just want to, you know, get it done, like have a quick, you know, and feel good. But actually men receiving, like laying on your back um, and just like completely receiving, like being vulnerable is difficult for a man, like, like really letting go and not just getting in, getting out, bang, boom, you're done. And so this is why I'm challenging men in this way to like ask for what you want in a vulnerable way, like you've never asked before. Um, so we can practice with that because I know we might have a fear of being weird or being rejected or being more feminine. Um, but as a man in a heterosexual relationships, I can speak to you. I love when a woman directs me because I want to please her. And I know it's not all the time. Like I don't want to be like an, an instructor every single time that, you know, we're getting intimate or having sex to like instruct me every single point of the way. That's like, I don't want that because that takes part of the magic, part of the curiosity, part of the discovery part process. And like that, um, that's part of like that magnetic attraction that can be taken away from that. But I love when a woman like tells me like, that just tells me because I know a lot of, I've read this before too, is that women just expect men to know what they want to be like Superman and just to come in there literally <laughs> Maybe not come in there, but you know what I mean? Like come in there and just know what to do. But yo, like we don't have vaginas, you know what I mean? <laughs> so like if we don't, especially if we don't have a lot of experience, um, we want to be directed and guided with love so we can please you and have a deep, meaningful um, connection with you. So though that's that's my note on that. And as a man, well, I, let me tell you this is I think it's beneficial to have these discussions before any intercourse happens. And you don't have to because that sudden passion, like those sudden passionate moments that you can't control and you might just be driving in the car or you just get home and you rip each other's clothes off. Like those are amazing too, obviously. But I've had success from discussing like sexual history experiences what you like what you don't like curiosities and so on before we actually get naked um, because that can be helpful of knowing what is someone's fear what is someone uncomfortable with um, what has just like having conversations like we're having right now can be really beneficial um, of course you don't have to have them before sex like if you've never had them in a long-term marriage you can still have them right now um, but I just know before that stuff has happened. Um, that can be beneficial. All right. My last point, everyone, is, or my last story. Nah. Yeah, this is so much. This is more of a point instead of a story. Is So story number five, point number five, is to all the men out there, this is definitely more specifically for, ma for males, is that the goal is to not make us orgasm every time. It's not the end or the main result and I know that's how it's been treated in most of society is that like as soon as the male comes, as soon as the male's done, that's it. Like, okay, lay on your back, get done, like go to sleep, roll over. <laughs> um, but I want to reframe this as well is sometimes we can just please our partner. Like we don't even have to come. 
like your partner can, and then that can be it. Or neither of you have to. It can be just a straight up feel good session with no end goal in sight. Just being present with each other, touching each other, looking in each other's eyes, just experimenting, being with each other, like literally feeling, feeling each other, just being in that moment. And also a big thing to not forget is it's okay to say no. You don't have to do anything, no matter who you are. Speaking from my perspective, like I know other males, like we have a fear of not performing or not pleasing. And so saying no to sex seems like less masculine. Um, but we are not more sexual than females. I know that's a thing that men are just sex, like crazed with sex. <clears throat> that's not true. There are theories and studies that say women might be more sexual than men. Whether it's true or not, it's not more or less because we all have different interests. We have different desires. We have different libidos. We are all individual. And that's the main thing with all of this is that we are all individuals Let's decondition from the programming of what this is supposed to be or what that's supposed to look like is like, yo, you just be you and you've got to experiment to get there. You've got to have honest conversations. You've got to speak your truth. And that's why I'm telling you these stories is because I want to normalize these conversations. No matter what type of relationship you're in, you will benefit from having these conversations, whether it's in intimate partnerships with friends, with yourself. Like I'm not telling you to bring in butt plugs or go have threesomes. But if that's what you want, then freaking do it. Like, bring it up. Be open. And talk about it. Like, I have usually been pretty closed off to certain things. But now having new friends bring up different things to me. Like, yes, it might make me uncomfortable to hear about it. But it's... Like, just staying curious, and then you can decide for yourself, like, okay, I feel good about that, or I don't feel good about that. Um, And don't, like, for don't judge yourself for trying things. Like, do you. Like, what do you feel good about? As long as you're not hurting anyone, and as long as you're getting consent, of course. I know everyone listening to this is a good human. But let's release the shame. Let's release the fear. Because this is a major part of our life. Like, yo, everyone has kinky desires, like, the lie is that we don't. Everyone's got some kink in them, yo. Like, if someone says they don't, then it's probably being suppressed because it feels evil or wrong. And that comes in different levels, right? Like, someone might, like, really roughness, and someone, like, their kink is something something completely different. Like, maybe not as what we would deem as extreme. So... Let's normalize the discomfort and the uneasiness about these combos because they're going to be messy because in a world of where sex is just marketed, isn't it's so interesting is like sex is everywhere. Literally, it's like because it's the most powerful desire, it's the most powerful force in the world in the universe. And it's we see it everywhere. It's advertised to us um, for marketing, for products like people sell it to us and then all of a sudden we say like the same message is like but no it's wrong no you can't do this but unless like we're trying to sell to you or trying to like market to you then it's okay so it's really confusing um that like we feel in conflict with these things um but it's gonna be it's gonna be messy y'all like just accept that messiness accept it and it will be much easier and (laughs) Dang, like, I feel like we barely scratched the surface 
we definitely barely scratched the surface with this topic, but I know this is all that needs to be said for right now. And later, I definitely want to bring on an expert about the spirituality of sex, like the creation of it, the energy of it, sex magic, because that topic, those topics, that subject matter is very, very interesting. And it's amazing, especially if you haven't learned much about it. I'm just kind of diving into it right now, but that's a completely different thing. Um, so... Thank you so much for listening. And remember, uh, my new program, Master Your Fear and Masculinity, uh, 2021 journey for an incredible group of men. It's out now. Send this to an important man in your life um, because, man, like we need, it's confusing to be a man right now. And why I say that is because whether it's the phrases like smash the patriarchy whether it's a brand of feminism, like all of these things, uh, like, yes, the male species have, has caused a lot of hurt, like destruction, control, ma- ma- manipulation. But a lot of what has happened is that we're just highly focused on the problem with men and we're not focused on solution. And we haven't focused on redefining masculinity or we're not praising or empowering men. And I know there's a subconscious fear that if we do do that, that the patriarchy will screw everyone over again. But like, if you want the lives of women to change, if you want the lives of the world to change, we need to have, we need to like, how do we empower men? Like, what do we want men to be? How can we celebrate men? Because if we keep demonizing men or masculinity, it will only create of more of what we don't want. Men will shut down. They'll be unavailable. They're going to feel in fear. So we need to redefine it. As Esther Perel says, feminism has given women a new narrative, but it hasn't offered men a particularly new narrative that they can identify with. So we need a new identity. We need a new narrative. And that's exactly what this program is. And I'm so excited about it. Ooh, baby. Um, I've already given you a little tidbit, but um, in March, in, so it's a year-long program. We're going to do in-person retreats as well. Like, yo, this is seriously like a completely transformational full thing for males. Like an entire year. This is so dope. And it's not just me. We have a ton of mentors, which I'm excited. I think we have like 15 or 16 mentors that are coming to teach. Um, So we have weekly calls for the the first six months. And then after that, we'll have uh, monthly checkups. We'll have one or two retreats, um, three-day transformational uh, experiences to get together to learn and to bond. So in January and February, it's mastering your fear and emotions. So we are going to learn how to unlock the power of your fear and learn how to use it to your advantage. And we also decondition yourself from a lifetime of programming. So that's January and February. Right now, I'm just giving you a lowdown of the roadmap of our journey together. March is going to be mastering energy, which we're going to be discussing what is masculine and feminine, like learn what these energies are and how they affect your life. And then we are going to redefine what being masculine and feminine means. Like, what does it mean to you individually, not just to the world and creating more rules that you have to follow, but what does it mean to you? April is all about mastering sex, intimacy, and relationships. So similar to what we just talked about right now. We have some amazing mentors, like real, real, incredible, highly successful experts coming in. Um, We're going to overcome the fear of vulnerability and deep connection, break free from past relationships and attachments. We're going to embody your inner sex, God. 
May will be mastering purpose, career, and money. So remember who you are, get aligned with your purpose and direction, find meaning beyond your paycheck, and make money that fulfills you. And June will be integration and embodiment because we're learning so much. We're, there's a ton of new information being absorbed during our time together. So this month will be dedicated to embodying what we have learned to make sure it's cemented in our daily lives. Boom, that is incredible. So if this sounds like you, if you know an incredible man who sounds like a good fit, use that link in the description in the show notes to apply. I'd love to have them join. All right, y'all, you're amazing. The fact that you're listening to these conversations says a lot about you. So make sure that you give yourself some props, acknowledge yourself for embodying you, the real you, becoming your highest self, remembering how amazing you are. Man, you're incredible. I love you so much.